Howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 239 of the Keeping Up with the King series here at the Run of the Mills podcast. And today we are in Matthew 24, and the last time we were reading about where the disciples asked Jesus a question, and they say, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so Jesus goes on to answer this, and I, I think last time I wasn't especially clear about this. When he talks about the end of the age or the end times, a lot of times what happens when we read the Bible, I think, is that um, sometimes we, we draw conclusions. Sometimes, though, we are very much colored by our uh, our background, you know, what we we're raised in, and, and, and whether or not you were raised in the church or not. What I mean by that is um, the church maybe that you came up in or the church tradition you came up with. And so there are very different views on end times things. And I talked about that a little bit last time. But um, as I read this, I'm going to, I'm probably going to come from um, an angle that might be, uh, if, if you were going to uh, label it, would be a, uh, a pre-trib, uh, pre-millennial viewpoint, which basically means that uh, Jesus is going to come for the church before this time called the Great Tribulation, and that he's going to return in his second coming before uh, his thousand-year reign on earth uh, called the Millennium. And so I'm not going to get into a whole lot of the details of that, but I want you to be aware of that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think that that's fair. Um, there are definitely people that have different viewpoints on there. There are those people that are, are mid-trib, or in other words, they believe that Jesus isn't going to come at at the halfway point of this great tribulation, uh, the three and a half years in of the seven year period of great tribulation. There's also some people that are what's called pre wrath, which means they believe Jesus is going to come at some point before, um, before God starts pouring out his wrath upon, um, the earth in the book of revelation to read about that. And, uh, honestly, I haven't spent an, a lot of time studying that viewpoint. Uh, it's generally similar to mid trib, but they will differentiate themselves from it. Then there's post trib, which basically means after the tribulation, they believe Jesus is coming back for the church. Uh, usually they're going to say that the second coming and the, well, we, what you might be called is the rapture of the church or the uh, harpazo, um, the, the catching up of the of believers is the same thing. Again, not all of them are going to take that viewpoint. There are others that are um, that believe all that stuff is um, took place in the early church, and that it was it's figurative language. They might have a, a more of a spiritualized viewpoint of it. There are those that are what would be called um, uh, post millennial, which means they believe Jesus is coming back after this millennium, a uh, thousand years of Satan being bound. Uh, there are those that are amillennial. They don't believe that the millennium is actually a thousand period, thousand year period of time where Jesus would be ruling on earth. There are um, those who believe the millennium is not meaning a literal thousand years, but that we are in that time now, um, that, that that came after the cross. So anyway, lots of different viewpoints on that. But uh, I'm going to come at this from this viewpoint, uh, from this perspective, that when it talks about the sign of Jesus coming, that Jesus is going to come again bodily, and of the end of the age being something different. When we talk about end times, usually what people are considering is they're thinking about end times being uh, what they're reading about in the book of Revelation. And 
I would agree. However, uh, I would not say it's what they read about in the book of Revelation, say, uh, from chapter five on, or rather chapter four on, uh, when you read about the throne room of heaven. I think what you, if you're talking about the end times, it's the entire book of Revelation from the very beginning, because I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that the end times began when Jesus ascended to heaven, that that was the beginning of the end times. And so in that case, we are in the end times. We have been in the end times. So that's, uh, that's kind of my take on it. I wanted you to, to know that. Um, I'm not extremely dogmatic about that viewpoint, uh, but that's kind of where I, where I stand. And, and uh, so I want to kind of be aware of that as we go. So when he, when Jesus is talking about these things, he says, you know, take heed that no one deceives you. And we talked about this last time, but he's warning that this is going to be an area of deception. And so we ought to be paying attention uh, to this uh, because what happens for a lot of people is they get caught up in a lot of fear. And we know that uh, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And when I start reading God's word and it starts, um, and I start becoming very fearful, I need to really examine that and say, well, what's going on here? You know, what, what's going on here? So, um, he says, see that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. So there will be false messiahs. Um, he says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. So see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Um, and so again, this is the, the challenge is like, okay, when he says the end is not yet, does that mean the end times are not yet or the end of the end is not yet? Well, that's kind of the tricky thing that we're talking about here is that this is um, the, the language is somewhat confusing. And there are those that would say, well, why, why did God make it confusing? Why did God make it this way? And it may be just that God said, you know what? I don't, I want you to be on the lookout. I want you to be aware. I want you to be expecting Jesus to return at any time, because when we expect him to return, we live very different lives than if we're not expecting him to return. Uh, so anyway, he says, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows or the birth pains. And, and, uh, many, I've heard many preachers say in the past that, you know, the birth pains, it's uh, like contractions that they start s slowly and far apart and then they become closer and closer and closer. And so that's maybe a clue into when you're getting near the end of the end. Um, so he says, uh, some other things he says, you know, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you'll be hated by all nations for my sake. So again, talking about persecution, which has happened throughout history uh, among of Christians. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. So again, there's, there's those people within the, the, the church that maybe are not really of the church and that that's going to be revealed. Um, those who are filled with hate and will betray one another. He says, and many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And of course this, has continually happened as well. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And so again, it's that question of, is he talking about the end coming being the end times coming, or the end coming meaning the actual end? 
So again, our terminology um, can sometimes be confusing and, and uh, sometimes I don't think, I just don't think it's especially clear and that's okay. Um, and maybe it's more clear to you than it is to me, in which case I say, praise the Lord. All right, so verse 15. He says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. And I pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation such as never been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved for the elect's sake. Or, sorry, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. All right, so this is a big, long portion um, that he's talking about when to when when's the end well here's here's when to pay attention all those things are the birth pains but what's the big clue and he says he calls it the abomination of desolation spoken of by daniel the prophet um standing in the holy place and so what this appears to be is uh is an allusion to um something that had already happened the Jewish people believe this already happened. That was when Antiochus Epiphanes uh, uh, slaughtered a pig and set up an idol in the Holy of Holies in the temple. And so Jesus is now speaking about when you see this happen. So what Jesus is saying is that thing you thought was the abomination of desolation, that wasn't it. It's going to be, I think that what we're saying is that's a precursor. You're going to see something um, greater than that. And I think if you're, uh, a student of end time stuff, you might you might consider this when the Antichrist sets up worship for himself in the temple, and so he says when you see this happen, that's when um, you know let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So those who are in Judea flee. Uh, let him who's on the housetop not go down. Uh, this was a very Jewish thing to uh, to be on their housetops. That was a common thing. He also says in verse twenty, uh, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. And so those are all very Jewish things. And when we talk about this time of tribulation, if you are a person who believes in a pre-trib rapture, then you believe that the church has been removed. And this is a time of Jewish history, uh, the, uh, the the final week of da Daniel lays out these, uh, these 70 weeks. And so this is the, the final week of of Jewish history. And when we say week, we would mean seven years. And so there's a lot, you have to go back to the book of Daniel and read through to get that. But uh, without going too far into that, um, there's a question here that is often asked. And that is, if you believe that the church is going to be removed before these things happen, then why is he even talking about this? Why is he talking to his disciples about these things? Well, first of all, his disciples weren't going to see him happen. So why talk to his disciples about these things if they're not going to see him happen? You know, and, and right in the midst of it, it says, whoever reads, let him understand. Most people believe that uh, Matthew, um, in his writing, wrote that, that just didn't say, whoever reads, let him understand in verse 15. But ultimately, there are things that we are not going to see, but just shared with us be, for whatever reason. And I don't necessarily know 
why, because he didn't tell us, but we see this happens over and over and over that God foretells something that's going to happen. And those that are listening don't see it. It doesn't happen in their lifetime. There are many things that were written by David, by Isaiah, um, that they never saw that were fulfilled long after they died. And that's okay. That's okay because God's word is not just for you. God's word was not written just for you. Now, while it was written for you, it was not just for you. So it's also written for those who will be alive during that time, those who come to know the Lord, who who believe during that time of tribulation. Anyway, I'm going to cut it short. Sorry about shoving such a complex topic into a short period of time. Um, but that's what happens when you do a 10-minute daily podcast. God bless you. Talk to you next time.